Hey guys, we've had some great questions from you just about what to do if your husband doesn't want you to be a homemaker or if your dad wants you to go to college. These are great questions because it's dealing again with authority and submission and what are God's ways uh, for you as a wife or a daughter. How do you deal with hard circumstances? And the desire of wanting to be a homemaker, a wife, and a mom. I think all of the girls who don't want to go to college, that's why they don't want to go to college, is because they do have this amazing vision for homemaking and being a wife and a mother. And so they're like, why would I go to college if that's what my goal is? Mm -hmm. uh, which is an amazing thing to be at that place at 16, 17, 18 years old and to be thinking like that. Praise God that yeah. you're already thinking ahead in that mindset. So first of all, is to not lose your femininity in any of this. The feminine traits of cheerful obedience are gonna carry you a lot further than nagging, resentment, moodiness. Bitterness. Proverbs talks about a nagging wife is like a dripping tap. And someone would rather live on the corner of a roof or out in the desert than with a nagging wife. So the number one tactic is do not be a nagger. Don't nag your husband, don't nag your father. Cheerfully engage with them on it of, hey, here's what I would really love to do. Here's my desires, here's what I'm thinking. You can cheerfully bring up these topics and if they disagree, if they say no, don't pout about it, don't be angry, don't nag. Just cheerfully say, I respect your decision and then pray. Maybe the first thing to do is to pray. <laughs> yeah, right. Be cheerful and pray. <laughs> yes. Pray for the Lord to soften your husband's heart, to soften your father's heart. Pray that the Lord would give them the idea, that the Lord would give them the vision, that they would see your desires and that they would have a soft heart toward your desires. I know that there are some of you that have reached out in the past that are in very similar circumstances as we are. You really desire children. It's not happening. And your husband's like, well, why would you quit your job um, when you could be working and bringing in income? And if that is your husband's response, our first role as wives is to obey scripture and obeying scripture looks like honoring submitting to and obeying our husbands if your husband thinks it's best for you to work in this season then yes be praying that the lord would soften his heart and see the value of you coming home and meanwhile maintain going to work cheerfully and if that's not possible in the work environment or the space that you're in then sit down and talk to your husband about, can we pray for a different circumstance work-wise? Like, I'm just, this is, uh, I really want to be a cheerful wife and it's it's sucking the life out of me being here. Uh, I understand you, your desire for me to want to work, but... Can I, we come up with different options? Can, yeah, and like, what, what we always do in those seasons and what I did when I was single, when I was in those places of being stuck is, okay, we need to write down five options and then pray and ask God which one of those to pursue. Mm -hmm. And maybe that would be the time to be like, could one of those options be a homemaker? And let's just pray. Like, yeah. let's pray about all five options and see what doors God opens. And, and again, maybe your husband doesn't have the vision. Maybe he's thinking Netflix and Cheetos. Whereas for you to say, is there a way I could help you in your work? Is there a way I could help you in your business, in your mission? Is there a way that I could be more valuable working for you than working for some other man? And that's very true. I know several people whose husbands just, it was out of the picture for them to think of their wives being at home because they just automatically assumed they would be watching Netflix all day. And so maybe that is just what your husband thinks when you bring up being a homemaker. Maybe that's what comes to his mind. And he's like, no, why would you 
want to be home while I'm working all day and you're sitting at home watching TV. So maybe it's just practically se- talking through your vision. Of yeah, being a homemaker. which is a great like doing the list of five things is a great time to be like, I want to add value to our family. Mm-hmm. Here's some of the ideas that I've come up with of things that I can do. What are your thoughts on this? Mm-hmm. And all of that, make sure you're praying through all of those things. Mm-hmm. And again, remaining cheerful in your attitude. And then daughters, if your parents really want you to go to university, again, Again, I would do the same thing. Pray that the Lord would soften their hearts and give them a different vision. Have an honest discussion with your parents. You know, don't just suck it all down and be like, well, they would never understand. They would no. Why don't you talk and find out and see? You know, tell them your vision is you would love to be married and have children sooner rather than later. And so, what are the options that you could do that are that they would be happy with, that are not going and getting indebted at college or having to be away from home without anyone to protect you or look after you uh, for four years. Are there different options? Is there a family business I can work for? Can I work for a family friend rather and stay here at home? I was actually listening to a podcast this morning and the lady mentioned how she, I guess this is if your desire is to travel and you're going to leave your home for college anyway, this lady, she went to Japan to learn Japanese at like a private program and Uh, she did that right out of high school instead of going to college. And so there are an abundance of things that you can do besides a four-year degree. There Mm -hmm. are many options. And so explore those options with your parents. Because the main issue with all of these options is, where am I best going to find my husband? And your parents might think, oh, it's at university. You will find a husband at university. Many parents probably do think that. Yeah. But then you... You have to be talking about this because, okay, so if you meet your husband in freshman year, can you get married immediately? They'll be like, no, you have to finish your university. So we have to be able to find the expectations that your parents are operating with. Because if it is, if they are okay with you getting married in your first year, are there suitable guys at church that your parents would be okay with you marrying that they could help? actually start meeting with that family and yeah be a part of the process mm -hmm. would going on a mission trip with a with an organization that they trust be a good way of meeting someone to marry would going and that every option you bring up is this a good option for you to possibly meet a an acceptable spouse for them because that's the other thing you have to take into account that you know we've spoken about this quite often but if you want your daughters to hang around don't send them off to a university 20 hours away because that's where they'll find someone to get married to and they'll never come back. Don't send them away to a mission trip to Haiti or to Japan, Japan like I just or, mentioned. You know, if you and want... we're saying this as someone who went to Africa and met their husband. Yeah, but I mean, there's a very real option that we could live in South Africa. And it is a dynamic that is at play now. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a very real decision-making in our life of life in South Africa, life in America. Like, yeah. that is something that is at play. Whereas daughters, if you stay close to where your family is, the odds of you meeting someone within that area is a lot higher. And yeah. then you stay in that... Uh, area, which is a huge blessing. And that's it. I mean, if you're in high school or college age and you really desire to be married, you need to be having these chats with your parents, as awkward as it might be, because it's an unspoken thing, but your parents want you to be married. They want you to have a successful family life. They want grandchildren, you know, so to have those conversations now of, look, I would like to be married sooner rather than later. I would like to have children. Could you help me with that as my number one goal in life? 
because then all these other things are just a means to you meeting your husband. And I know a lot of you have, um, who have asked us about this have said your parents said you need a plan B in case you don't meet someone. And that's why a lot of parents are encouraging their daughters to go and get a four-year degree is as the plan B backup plan in case you don't get married and don't have children uh, sooner than later. So I think something that can be brought up with this is like mom and dad, I really desire to get married. And when I desire to get married, I would like to have children sooner than later. And um, me, I, I, and my fear is me going and getting a degree I'm going to be wasting time and money getting something that I'm not going to be using should I meet my husband in college. I'm not going to be using this degree. And if I'm doing this as a, a plan B anyways, then could I delay it as a plan B down the road in case I don't meet my husband uh, like I'm hoping to do? And then say like, I'd like to be, go around circumstances where I am going to meet guys that do share my values. And you know, uh, another option with this is if your parents are set on you going to college, maybe go to a community college. It's not going to cost a lot of money. It'll be nearby. You can stay living at home if your home atmosphere is a healthy place to stay. And then you can find college groups on the camp big campus next door, like Christian college clubs. There's reformed clubs that we just recently discovered that a lot of big campuses have reformed clubs. And I mean, I would say a reformed Christian club is probably going to be the place where you're going to find more of a patriarchal yeah. uh, man rather than the big hip cool club on campus. Um, but that is a way, like, try to explore these things. Get jobs that allow you to maintain your femininity, uh, be in a feminine role, and put you also around masculine men. That could be in gyms, that could be as a waitress, that could be like Scott mentioned earlier, a family friend's business. I know a girl that she worked for a family friend's business. It was, a, I believe, a landscaping business, but she did like the um, books and uh, call, when people called to have things arranged, like she set all of that up. And the owner's son is who she ended up marrying because she was on the job. Hallmark, baby. <laughs> and so again, you just never know how those connections will work. Worst case scenario, you do go and get a four-year degree. That's what I did. I went and I got a four-year degree. I didn't lose my purity in the midst of all the crazy university stuff. This is the key thing. I think if you are forced to go to university, do it cheerfully, but do it with a mission, a, a vision of, I'm not going to do things that are beyond repentance. Mm -hmm. Going into debt, you can, you can get out of that. You can pay it off one day. Your husband will pay it off, whatever. You can get out of that. Cutting your hair short, you can grow your hair long again. <laughs> yeah. uh, learning about socialism, you can repent of that and get out of that. But losing your purity, you cannot repent of that. Doing drugs, that's going to affect you for the rest of your life. Getting a tattoo, that's going to affect you for the rest of your life. Going on birth control. Going on birth control is going to affect you for the rest of your life. There's things that are beyond repentance. Now, don't get all angry and crazy at me. I'm, I'm not saying you're losing your salvation. Of course, you can be saved and all these things, but you're going to be saved and angry that no one stopped you from doing these things, which now affect your life on earth. And of course, all of these things can be redeemed. Like mm -hmm. God can redeem if you messed up in college and you yeah. slept around, God can redeem those things. We're just saying that you're now going to have to deal with consequences yeah. of those things that you may not have had to deal with had you just avoided those things. Mm -hmm. We want to protect as many girls as possible from yeah. going down that path so they don't have to walk through the hard yeah. recovery, repentance of 
okay, that lifestyle was not good for me. There are unfortunate consequences of that, but God can redeem everything. Yeah. He does make all things new. We do want to tell you those things. It's hard things because no one has told you about those things. And so you get angry down the road that, well, no one told me mm-hmm. I shouldn't do that. No one told me that this would affect the rest of my life. We're telling you and yeah. it's hard. So we're sorry that it has to be us, but have a vision keep your purity, do not do things which you cannot easily undo later on in life. And if you have that vision of I want to be married, I want to be a homemaker, and your parents have encouraged you to go uh, to school for nursing, for example, that's very uh, that's a hard uh, path that's rigorous. The, the schooling, I had friends that went to nursing, and, and it was hard. It was exhausting. But I had a friend who did that whole path. She still ended up managing to meet her husband during the summer she went to a Christian summer camp to be on staff and she ended up meeting her husband while on staff he was also a, a staffer guy and now they're married and she maintained her femininity even while being in nursing school even while going down that path and she was still able to meet her husband even through that path that's your priority at school yes get your grades done do the work you need to do remain feminine keep your purity and I'm here to find my husband or I'm at least here to be to gain value for my husband when I do meet him. The more feminine that you keep yourself, the odds of you being single for very long is not long. <laughs> so if that's your goal and you know, you do all of the things that we talk about in that video of how to be a high value woman, the odds of you meeting someone even in college is very high. And let's talk about those dynamics. We're not just saying don't sleep around just because, oh, don't sleep around. It's like, no, let's look at the dynamic. If you sleep with a guy, you become pair bonded to him. If he doesn't become your husband, you're now losing the ability to be pair bonded to that man for the rest of his life. And now you're going to have to find another guy. And then you're going to try and pair bond to them. And then if you don't marry him, you're going to have to try find another guy and you're going to try pair bond to him. And so this, this thing, which is very special of becoming one flesh and being able to pair bond the statistics for marriage of couples who have only slept with each other is 80% success over the lifetime of marriages. That drops drastically once people have started sleeping with people who are not their husband or their wife. Tattoos, right? It's not something that is easily undone. And so if your future husband doesn't like tattoos, well now you've got a tattoo and maybe that's a deal breaker. Whereas, so maybe hold off yeah, so while you're hold single. Hold off on the tattoos and then ask your husband, hey, I really like this idea of a tattoo. Can I go get it? And he's like, oh yeah, I love that idea. Or he can be like, oh no, I don't like tattoos. At least you didn't ruin the chance of getting married to a guy just because he doesn't like tattoos and you went ahead and got a tattoo. And these are just like wisdom things, like not sin issues, but like just wisdom. And then also on the tattoo subject, which just could be touchy, but you are putting poisons onto your skin. If we're talking holistic stuff, (laughs) I don't know if we need to go into that. You can, and well, we will finish this with this on the tattoo thing is like, yeah, it's not probably not good for your body if you want to go organic. Yeah, um, and it's, then, not, it's not that good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then tattoos are a very masculine thing. Sailors, soldiers, and prisoners. And pirates. And gang members. That's who gets tattoos. Not young ladies who are beautiful looking for husbands. All right. And if you have a tattoo and you're happy with it, praise God, God bless you, we're not talking to you. <laughs> I don't offend anyone with tattoos. Yeah. 
We're just saying these are the dynamics at play, no, 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 no. with tattoos that no one talks about. Mm -hmm. And I will say, I was someone, I mean, tattoos when I was in college was like the new cool thing. So I was always like, when I get this tattoo, when I get this tattoo. And I'm so grateful that I, I liked it. delayed all of those things because, and I th think that was my main reason was I just could never make a decision on something that could never be undone. So I just never did anything. And I'm so, so grateful because I'm like, Oh, I am so glad that I did not make that random decision to go get a tattoo on my wrist. Um, another thing is drugs. Again, a lot of people are like, "Oh, I did drugs, nothing happened." Two things. Number one, you might not you might do something totally stupid while you are under the influence of drugs. You could go and kill someone. You could go and commit a felony and now you're in jail or you have a now you have a history on your name. You, you don't know. know how you're going to react to drugs until yeah. you do them. <laughs> the other thing is you get around people who are doing silly stuff. You could get killed. You could get raped. You could get, you know, it's just you're putting yourself in a, in a low wisdom environment. Mm -hmm. The other side of drugs is adverse side effects. You know, you could be the one in a million who does have the adverse side effect and now your hormones are thrown off or now you're addicted, addicted or now your brain is fried or you don't know all the things that could happen with with being stupid with drugs. Yeah, the same thing applies with drinking. And then hormonal birth control. Yeah, definitely hormonal birth control. What are the dynamics? Well, so with birth control, a lot of people say the reason they go on birth control is for acne or because they have heavy cycles. And there are ways to address those things without going on birth control. There are way more consequences to going on birth control than there would be if you addressed the root problem in your body. The reason you might have acne is because you have hormonal imbalances that do need to be addressed. And that can be done by going to a functional doctor and getting getting your hormone panels done. There's a thing called a Dutch test, which is a great way of uh, seeing how your hormones are. I've done that before. It is expensive, but it's a good investment. You're going to be paying a lot of money for other things otherwise, and especially uh, with the detrimental effects of birth control, it could cause you problems with getting pregnant down the road, and then that costs you way more money in the future. And it can mask your ability to see if you are hormonally attracted to a guy or repulsed by him. The pheromones. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're on birth control, you now cannot uh, smell guys' pheromones, which, again, is the whole attraction thing of your attractability. I mean, there are stories of women who go off birth control after they get married, and they're now disgusted with their husbands. It's really sad. Another part of the birth control thing is the mindset, birth control. So, oh, I can now go and sleep around without any consequences of a pregnancy. That is an incredibly bad mindset to go through life with because you will end up pair bonding with a bunch of dudes who are just out for free sex at university. You may not get pregnant, but there are detrimental consequences mm -hmm. from just going and sleeping around yeah. and not protecting your purity and your virtue. Yeah. So I think all of this comes down to like protect your purity at all cost. Be cheerful, be feminine, keep your vision. Your vision is you do want to be married. You do want to have children. So have that in your mind. Pray about that. I have an entire video of uh, praying and things you can be doing while you're single. I will link that video below of things that I did. I mean, I didn't meet Scott until I was 25 years old. If I can go through all of this, 
I believe you can too. With the help of the Holy Spirit, he is your strength and he will help you through whatever season you end up going through. And um, we just, we do want to encourage you while you're under your father's authority and household, um, the Bible does say to be obedient to your fathers and to try to do that cheerfully, even if it's not your ideal thing. And have faith that God will vindicate you and you can trust God. Take him at his word. He is your vindicator. So we bless you. We hope that this has been an encouragement for you. And uh, God bless you, uh, wives and girls who do want to be homemakers. Yeah. And we pray that God will open doors for you. Praise God. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please leave us a review. And if you want to follow along on YouTube, our channel is Scott and Kelly. And my Instagram page is Home with Kelly, Kelly with an I. Thanks so much. And we hope you have a blessed day.